0: So we'd like to welcome everyone back to the Nova Society, and today we'll be having a conversation about the recent conviction of the Proud Boy defendants in the January 6th insurrection. So let's listen in. All right, Brooke, so today we are going to be talking about the Proud Boys and the recent court decision by the jury. They're coming in with verdicts of seditious conspiracy yeah. Uh, so, what are you what What are you thinking?
1: So, they have been convicted, including Enrique Tarrio, the, who was the former leader. So, they have been convicted. The question, I guess, now becomes sentencing. I would like to. Um, well, I hate to to sound though I were pushing to have many many people put in prison. I'm, however, I do think that. People should be put in prison um, for their role, and and I am not happy at all that the individuals who it still seems to me that that Trump was the um, very much involved with directing and guiding and encouraging and fomenting. The uh, the individuals, I don't know if they would have done this on their own, that Trump incited the individuals and encouraged the response, uh, including um, suggesting that former Vice President Pence was not doing what he should be doing, that the as the leader of the insurrection. Uh, that Trump also needs to be held accountable. And I'm, I'm concerned that that may not happen. Uh, so what are your thoughts? Well,
0: yeah, uh, again, this, the handing down of this verdict is not good news, uh, for the former president. Uh, it is something that can be used in his federal cases. So it's not good news. Uh, we gotta remember, seditious conspiracy is a law that was brought out following the Civil War, and it was basically meant to stop Southerners who decided that you know Lee surrendered, but I didn't, uh, from attacking the United States. So that's the, the idea behind it. It's also something that is not, in recent times, it's not something that has been prosecuted. It's very difficult to prove. I mean, it, it, you know, as far as the standard is concerned, it's extremely difficult to prove. Uh, It does not, it does carry a a prison sentence with it of not more than 10 years though, which is kind of surprising because really it's treason. The 10 year sentence is, is probably a throwback back to the fact that, you know, the, the, when it was time for reconstruction, yes, it was going to be a crime to have seditious conspiracy. However, We're going to put you in jail for 10 years. You're probably going to learn your lesson, and then you're going to come out and just be a a member of the United States again. That's probably the idea behind it. I can't say that it was, but it just makes sense that that would be it. We weren't going to put you into prison for like 100 years. It it did not carry like uh, a treason where it was death or anything like that. It was. I think it was probably designed to be a little bit understanding of the tensions that existed directly after the Civil War. But 10 years, let's face it, 10 years in a federal prison, uh, is, is a long time and okay. And it also comes with a fine and it can have both, but there's more, uh, charges even beyond just the seditious, uh, conspiracy that these, that these people are being charged with. So when you add up all of the other charges, the destruction to, um, uh, federal property, the attacking of, of police, um, the disrupting a fed uh, a governmental procedure. Uh, there's just so many different ones. Really, they could be facing anywhere from 40 to 50 years if you add it all up. And I think it'll be very, very important to see how, what the judge decides as far as sentencing is concerned. Is this judge going to send a message? Maybe. Um, I think we've seen with the Oath Keepers, those that judge has sent a message. This will not be tolerated. Uh, this is not post-Civil War 1868. We are not just coming out of a civil war. We're not going to even equate it to the same logic, but that we're going to treat this as this is 2021. We've moved so far past all that. The sentencing may not exactly fit the crime in this day and age, but it's never been brought back up because let's face it, it's never been a problem before. is still in the books only because probably 10, 15 years after the civil war was over with, that was it. I mean, do, do we still have issues? Absolutely. But the fact of, you know, seditious conspiracy was not an issue. I mean, we've tried uh, the Rosenbergs for treason, for selling r- nuclear secrets to, to the Russians was, was the charge there and they were put to death. That's just selling secrets. This is an attempt to overthrow the government. So I look at this seditious conspiracy statute. You you really can read into it. This is something from, well, let's face it. Uh, 160 years ago. And it it reads like it's from 160 years ago. The penalty is from 160 years ago. And maybe it's something that we needed that we need now to to revisit and uh, make a decision does this statute need to be revised especially in today's tribalized society? Is this something we really need to go back and look at and say does this does the sentencing and and does the punishment uh befit the crime? Or Should we be, you know, charging with something different, but I will say this this is a huge win for the justice department simply because you have to prove a plot, uh, and especially when the plot was unsuccessful, you know, it's easy to prove a plot. If it's successful, it's a little more more difficult if it's unsuccessful. So I, it's, it's probably one of those things. Um, and I'm sure it's not going to happen anytime soon uh, considering the temperature of the nation today, it is not going to affect anybody that's already been charged. We can't go back and retroactively say, okay, now we've changed the statute this year, therefore I'll roll it back. Can't do that. So it, it may be something that we need to, in, in the future, look and say, all right, what do we want to do with people to try to overthrow the, overthrow the government? What's a, what's a legitimate penalty for that? What's a legitimate charge for that? But I will say, I do not believe that this is good news for the for the Trump legal team, because this is another thing that all those federal prosecutors, and they're going to take the transcripts. And by what? came out on the news sources and what came out through the court, there was an awful lot of mention of the former president by these people saying, hey, we were just doing what the former president told us to do. That's bad news for Trump, right? now As of now, Trump is not charged, is not even being, I think, investigated, unless it's being done under the table by Jack Smith, uh, is not even being investigated for seditious conspiracy. So I, we'll see how this plays out.
1: Well, I would think that Trump's legal team would be arguing that the uh, that these Proud Boys are simply trying to pass the buck and that they are um, they were fully capable actors and adults and able to make their own decisions and that they chose to go ahead and do this, knowing that they were full, you know, knowing full well that they were engaging in insurrection and in treason and in trying to overthrow the government and that they were, uh, intent on doing bodily harm or murder, uh, if they caught the individuals and that they were, uh, out of control and that they did not conduct themselves as befitting citizens of the United States in the, um, the seat of, uh, of, uh, the halls of, of power and that they need to be accountable for their own behavior and that Trump had nothing to do with it.
0: Well, that's a nice argument and it's probably a great art. I'm going to, I'm almost going to, I'm going to bet that somebody's going to use that argument until you get the fact that during a live debate on television, Trump said, proud boys stand back and stand by. So that kind of takes that argument and kind of throws it out the window. Trump's worst enemy is, is him. His own mouth gets him in more trouble, but you've got that. You've got Chris Wallace saying, are you going to say, you know, these people should respect transition of power, this and that. And they said, well, who do you want me to call out uh, and uh, Biden call out the proud boys and he right there in front of um, you know, tens of millions of people said, proud boys stand back and stand by. Now, if you just said, stand back. Okay. Now I might have an argument. But what does the term "stand by" mean? Stand by for what exactly? Um, yeah,
1: stand by until <laughs> I call you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yep, yep. As you say, Trump, uh, Trump's mouth gets him into tremendous trouble. Just like in that Hannity uh, interview, where Hannity was trying to get Trump to say, "But you would not ever take documents. You wouldn't ever." take or look at anything uh that was highly classified you wouldn't take those things and trump was saying, well yeah yeah those are mine they're mine and it's presidential records and richard nixon and richard nixon got 18 million dollars for his or whatever it was or 21 million i forget (laughs) yeah so yeah trump needs to uh not open his mouth but yeah
0: Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, Like like we talked once before, it's the rule of holes. When you're in one, stop digging. Uh, And he just seems to like to bring a backhoe into that. But I, as I say, I am sure that some lawyer is going to use that exact argument and say, "Wait a minute, they weren't in direct contact with Trump. What they did was an inference." They're they're trying to push the blame to somebody else, somebody up the food chain, and and some and what we say matters what, what you say does matter. And once that, that gets out there, another smart lawyer is going to say, yeah, but here's this, these are his statements. What does that mean to a reasonable person? You can only put so much lipstick on that pig. (laughs) I mean, you really can. If he had just said, yes, I condemn you, you guys stand back, stand down fine. But when he said, and stand by. And in fact, after that, that was part of the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers. That was part of their, their uh, mantra. That was part of their flag. Stand back and stand by. So it, it's, it's a little difficult to distance yourself from those statements that you made in front of tens of millions of people on national TV during a national presidential debate. And I'm sure he thought he was being clever, but as many people find, the more the more attempts you at, you make at being clever, the more trouble you can get yourself into. And I think that's exactly what he's done. So, again, he has not been charged with seditious conspiracy, to my knowledge. I don't think uh, uh, Jack Smith has brought that up. But every single time his name came up, back with the Oath Keepers, back with the uh, the Insurrectionists, now the Proud Boys, that's going to be used against him. I think it's his attempt to be clever. It's his it's his style to be a showman, not a leader, but a showman. I think it's gonna come back and bite him. And I think they're gonna use these transcripts. I really do. So I, you know Jack Smith's gonna be is gonna be subpoenaing these these court transcripts. And he's every time Trump's name came up, and it came up a lot, it's gonna be used. And it's just another nail in the coffin. Now the question comes down to it: is is the law applicable to everyone equally? And that is the big test here. These people in the Proud Boys—I guess you could call them middle class. Question is: is are we also going to hold accountable? I mean, one of the members that got that got hit with seditious conspiracy wasn't even at the Capitol on on uh, January sixth. Wasn't even there but he was having conversations and that's where the seditious conspiracy came was the conversations that he had that basically promoted the attack but he physically was not there and remember seditious conspiracy is not the is not the act of of attacking the capital seditious conspiracy is the planning the overthrow of the government or the stopping of peaceful transfer of power—that's seditious conspiracy. I think a lot of people get it get hugely mixed up. Well, seditious conspiracy was the attack. No, that's an insurrection. That carries a whole bunch of different legal issues with it, such as destruction of property, attacking police, planning of it. That is what we're talking about as seditious conspiracy. And as I say, one was one of the members of, of the Proud Boys was convicted for seditious conspiracy and was never at the Capitol on January 6th. Well, Trump wasn't there. Now did he have direct contact with these people? I don't know. What nobody really knows. It can it be inferred? Can can his the leader of the nation directly addressing these people as he did on the stage of a presidential debate saying stand by is that does that raise to the level of being complicit in all the actions that happened afterwards and the law is is ripe with examples where if you take an action and something results from that action even though it's not you're not directly the person causing it you are still responsible for for the statements that you made or the or whatever action you took to begin the chain of events that made the final outcome happen. So we'll that's going to apply in this case as well. It should,
1: yeah, we will see. We will see. Do you have any idea approximately how long something like this might take?
0: How long you mean the sentencing?
1: Uh no, for the for the aspect to see whether or not Trump would be held culpable and and liable.
0: I couldn't even give, I could not even give an estimate on that. Remember, we we are in uncharted waters here. You've got a former president of the United States being investigated by an attorney general in in Georgia. We've got a, a, a former president of the United States facing rape charges. That trial is already going on. And of course, he was so concerned about it, he went to England and Scotland and he left the country for a while. You've got Manhattan DA's case that he's still facing. And then you've got Jack Smith in the federal cases. And that's maybe only the tip of the iceberg. The fact that Pence went and ha- was compelled to testify, you almost wish you were a fly on the wall. that you could hear that. But I will say this, uh, Jack Smith and I will, even Merrick Garland, Merrick Garland kind of takes a beating sometimes. And I think it's sometimes unjustified, but he takes a beating. Sometimes the, these people, People in this profession are used to keeping things close to the vest. It it, it isn't really specifically to keep the public in the dark. It's to keep their opposition in the dark. If it's a sculptory, we're going to give it to you. If we have to, fine. But we're not going to give you any strategies beforehand so that you can work out how you're going to combat that strategy. We're going to keep that as close to our chest as we possibly can. And I know the public normally thinks, and many times the media, well, they're trying to keep us in the dark. Well, (laughs) yeah, yeah, but only because we are trying to keep our opposition in the dark as well. So as to when all this will come down, who knows? People could be dead and gone by the time this comes to resolution. But we have an election coming up in, in a year, and this may play a very... Even if it hasn't come to a resolution, it may play a very significant role in, in where our country goes forward. So that's about all time we have, Brooke.
1: Yes. Thank you, Mark. Very, yeah, very interesting. You.
0: It Mark- is. You know, it is interesting. It It's sad. Yeah. It's it very is. sad, but it is, it is very, very interesting. So we will talk to you again soon.
1: Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed.
0: So there you have our thoughts regarding the Proud Boy conviction for its seditious conspiracy and the January 6th insurrection. We'd like to thank our sponsors, the JCIS, an open journal for upcoming scholars, and the Phoenix Group, who offers solutions to social issues through independent research. We'd like to thank our podcast partners, Buzzsprout, who hosts the Nova Society, iHeartRadio, where people get their music and podcasts, and of course, Podkite, our analytical partners and of course we'd always like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in and remember if you wish to contact us with a question comment or wish to be a guest on the nova society we can be reached at nova.society.podcast at gmail.com and always remember the power of society is knowledge and we hope to see you again next time